Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Grassroots Podcast, where we dive into the root of the trends, business strategies, products, and personalities in the green industry. I'm Ryan Wisner, editor of Green Industry Pros, and today I'm digging into Brian Schwartz's story and how he started IWantToMowYourLawn.com and turned it into a not-for-profit organization to help people in need get their lawn maintenance issues taken care of. Now he's seeking for the landscape contractors to join in as a community service. Here's what he had to say. So I guess, first of all, Brian, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, who you are and why why we have you here today. Yeah, thanks again for having us. Uh, yeah, again, my name is Brian Schwartz. I'm located here in New Jersey, born and raised. Um, you know, I'm uh, almost 40 years old and over the peak of the pandemic, you know, you know I had a, a family of a newborn on the way and I was working for a digital advertising firm based in New York City. And just as a result of the pandemic, I was laid off. Um, it was a very stressful time, you know, having a newborn on the way, trying to figure out life. And so um, I, was, I just went outside just to clear my mind and uh, just mow my own lawn. I just found it to be therapeutic at my house. And uh, just considering everything going on in the news, I was just wanted to uh, just get out there and help out elderly neighbors, just considering, you know, everything with going on with them, you know, them being vulnerable to the virus, not knowing what's going on. And so I reached out just to like local newspapers just to put out the word that I'm offering my services free of charge to senior citizens. Uh, immediately they picked it up and ran a little article and somehow it just, you know, transpired from there, you know, word got around and, you know, to date, you know, over 300 media outlets picked up the story across TV, radio, print and online on a global level, like not just USA, but other countries randomly picking up the story. And it was just, good timing, just people were looking for some good news at the time. And so I just, you know, was folding up my lawnmower, putting it back in my Jeep, going around to a couple of clients. I mean, to date we've helped over now over a hundred clients across eight states through our volunteer network. Okay. Um, and so that's been mostly on a manual format, you know, like just t- uh, connecting the dots between the inquiries that we receive and um, finding volunteers that are able-bodied and willing to carry around their equipment and so I realized you know um, raise some funds like through GoFundMe we became actually an official nonprofit organization a 501c3 okay and so I figured be able to you know just build on that like momentum it's not often you can get this type of coverage in, in this day and age I mean trying to run a business and getting any form of news coverage is immense so I figured I'd be able to you know use that momentum and help others you know use this platform for themselves to kind of just find others to help nearby, whether they want to just help one time a year, one time a week, one time a day. And um, yeah, so now just, you know, I relaunched the website, I want to mow your lawn.com, enabling uh, clients to do just um, a zip code search for volunteers nearby, whereas mm-hmm. volunteers can sign up, create their own profile, share it around. They can opt in to accept tips of which we never really, um, we don't, we don't ask the clients at all, considering it's a nonprofit. If anything, they can still receive tips externally from people that have the financial means. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this, this new platform has been designed to kind of also get landscaping companies involved where um, Rich, who's joining us, you know, he saw one of the news articles and wanted just to contribute. He's been a great sounding board. And so just seeing where it goes, we're learning as we go. 
getting um, all kinds of you know clients reaching out on a national level. We have a, a, a voicemail uh, platform set up, and so getting all kinds of voicemails and quite of a backlog. You know, there's more of obviously more demand at the moment versus supply, but looking to change that mm -hmm. this season. So you said uh, early on when you got this started, it was uh, you. I think you said you got laid off. Was it in Was it in June of last year? June um, of 2020. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, and had you ever, I mean, yourself, even just as a high school kid or something, mowed lawns or, or done anything like that before? I actually, as a kid growing up in this area, I was doing snow shoveling. Okay. Wasn't as much, I wasn't operating a machine like lawn mowing. Thankfully, we had the means to uh, afford a landscaper and it's great. <laughs> and um, I, I guess they just didn't want me operating the machinery, but I definitely went around, shoveled snow for some pocket change here and there. So it was, it's, in my, it's always been in my blood growing up just to help sure. out wherever. Um, never really expected this to be as big as it became. So just trying to figure it out. So yeah, what, I guess, how, how did that, how did it evolve? Uh, I mean, like you said, you did reach out to some media and you, you got some initial coverage and just, did it just kind of ex explode from there where it just got its legs yeah. on, just on its own? Yeah. Yeah. So like when I first got started, like I actually was using like a mobile app that was called like let go at the time. And I think they've changed their name to offer up and, you know, I posted up my services available and I, you know, I got some feedback from users and I'm realizing that's not like our, the primary demographic that I was attempting to reach the seniors, like they're probably not as tech savvy. And so I kind of just pivoted my approach and just reaching out just to you know, people that are involved in like a local newspaper and like that one, like, you know, um, the record here in North Jersey picked it up. And I guess there must've been others that are involved in media that came across a story and they just started to reach out to me from there. I mean, I just, didn't do a whole lot in terms of public relations side. So it just came So naturally. was it at, at the time, I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, like you mentioned, you've had some kind of global coverage. I mean, you've had CNN and CBS this morning, you know, I, that's, that's covering it. Insane. So by the time it was already reaching that point, had you already gotten to a point where you were a nonprofit or were some of that even still when you were just kind of a more local, localized uh, offer of service? Localized, just figuring things out on a whim. You know, I got a lot of feedback from, you know, uh, colleagues and friends and about converting it into a nonprofit. And so I raised funds via GoFundMe. GoFundMe um, featured our story on their Facebook page. So that helped um, move the needle a little bit in terms of raising funds mm -hmm. and um, re re raise enough to actually create the nonprofit. You know, it took as with any um, incorporation, it took a few months. So by the time I got the IRS notification, it, it was January of this year, 2021. Sure. So, so for a few months was operating just individually and just um, doing some good things, that's all. Absolutely, okay. And so you, you mentioned Rich, uh, so let's bring you into the conversation here, Rich. Uh, you've, you've been kind of a sounding board for Brian and, and from what I understand, you're kind of on the, uh, I want to mow your lawn board at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, basically, you know, Brian is the heart and soul of everything, and he's an inspiration to people now all over the country and even around the world. And I think the reason all the media outlets picked it up, and the reason I responded to something in the record, uh, is because you know people want to help out. You know, the pandemic was was brutal, 
And in general, people are just good and people want to help. And so I reached out to help them. I don't, you know, even though I own a fairly uh, decent sized landscape design build company, um, CLC Landscape Design in Northern New Jersey, and we've won all kinds of awards and done all these big projects, but, you know, we don't mow lawns. So I took on from another angle and I said, Brian, if you want me to, you know, I thought maybe we'd do a patio for a veteran or something like that, or a disabled or elderly person, we do a walkway or something. It didn't really get into that. Um, so we did mostly just cleanups, pruning, a few, a few smaller individual projects. But, you know, Brian, you know, he's way more tech savvy than me. So he's always sending me stuff to look at. And I give him my responses, uh, what I think. And, and I think the biggest thing right now is, you know, yes, everybody feels good about a good, you know, feel good story. And it is great, you know, but it, it's reached a point now where we, we really want to get volunteers and get a network set up where volunteers sign up. I mean, just think about it. If 10% of the landscape contractors, which there's, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of them in Northern New Jersey or, or anywhere in the country, it doesn't matter, just said, hey, I'm willing to cut one lawn for free. Um, that's not going to take anybody and put them back that much. Anybody can, you know, do that, but we're just trying to create that network. And that's why we're on this, you know, podcast with you, uh, right. hoping that some other landscape contractors see it, get inspired, contact the organization and volunteer some time because, you know, the, the only thing that gets things done is the volunteers. They're the people who are out there doing it. Like Brian said, the demand, the need, uh, the elderly people, the disabled people, the veterans, there's a huge demand, huge. Um, but it's just a matter of getting enough volunteers who can, you know, who can actually do the physical work. And again, like he said, everybody has a business, so it's not like you can, or has a job. It's not like people can do it, you know, full time, but that's not what we're, what we need. We just need, you know, certain people to step up and do whatever they can whether it's one lawn, two lawns, or whether it's, you know, and what I was telling Brian, it, what I found out is that, you know, my son, Eric, um, was helping an elderly person in our town do a big cleanup and she had leaves and just stuff. And, you know, she had a, a walker and she was very appreciative of it, but he ended up spending as much time helping her with her Netflix account. You know, it's like, you know, not, not that we're going in that direction, but, you know, it's just, I know if my parents were still alive, they could, they couldn't, handle all that stuff it's just the tech the tech stuff today stuff inside the house it's just you know sometimes becomes overwhelming just simply lifting something up onto a shelf you know sure. they they did some physical work inside the house for the woman also um so there's, there's such a need out there for and it's, these are mostly all elderly people living by themselves right so i mean just think about it 80 85 86 year old woman uh, living by herself in a house and, you know, something heavy is on, fell down or she can't, or she can't put it back up on the shelf or she can't bend down to get it. Certainly can't do, you know, pruning and, 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 and cleaning up of her yard and raking leaves. And unfortunately in today's world, they can't afford to pay somebody to do it. So right. that's why, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help Brian in any way I can to motivate, you know, people in my industry uh, to do whatever they can in whatever form they can, whether it's a donation, whether it's a sponsorship, whether, you know, one person, one company donated a trailer to Brian, which was phenomenal. That's a huge help. Um, so anything that anyone can do uh, is going to be much, much, much appreciated. 
So early, yeah. early on, Brian, with as far as volunteers go, I mean, uh, like you said, you you only officially kind of became a a five hundred one c three here in January. So prior to that, then uh, last summer, as as things got going, I mean, you said you're already to uh, I think it was eight states at this point. So volunteer wise, I mean, you're tr you're reaching out through this grassroots podcast and and other media outlets to the landscape contractors. Initially, were there were you getting more volunteers like yourself that it's just yeah I'm going to throw my walk behind mower into my car, truck, Jeep, whatever, and take it over to my neighbor's, my elderly neighbor's lawn and, and mow their lawn for them. Yeah. So it was primarily just people like myself at the time, they were either furloughed from their jobs or early retirees. Sure. There's even a guy that here still in New Jersey just helped out recently. He's a full-time IT guy that used to do landscaping work growing up and he's actually helping out like just on the weekend. So sure. just to touch upon Rich's point, I mean, when you're signing up here as a volunteer, there's a means to set your, your, your scheduling and calendar availability. So uh, super flexible in terms of who, what, when, and, but yeah, I mean, and now like with this new platform, just want to help elaborate that it's not, we're not trying to, take business away from landscaping companies. If anything, we're trying to expand, um, you know, the amount of business that they can get and the amount of visibility they can get by doing good and helping out. So right. there's just a whole new um, area of people that just, they wouldn't be able to reach otherwise. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that's part of, part of the, the way your page is set up is it give it does give some, uh, uh, some view, uh, some options for the landscaping companies to be seen and, and put themselves out there more than they might already be. So, I mean, that's, that, that's an opportunity for them. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just, just like a creative out. way. It's just another creative way to do some marketing. It's, it's completely free to get set up. You know, we have a, a Google for nonprofit ad grant. So eventually we'd like to start helping contribute towards promoting that side of the business and getting more um, traffic to uh, individual profiles. Um, you know, I was even chatting with Rich. I, I mean, eventually one day, I mean, right now it's on a volunteer basis and anyone can opt in to receive tips uh, just by sharing their profile and doing completed work. But one day, I mean, long think, long-term thinking, be able like be awesome to be able to somehow, I mean, provide some form of like subsidy payments to the individual landscapers, just thinking out loud, like, um, instead of charging the clients, still operating as a nonprofit, but maybe through grants or funding, we can, you know, at least get some form of like incremental revenue stream going for them. Sure. Well, and that's, that's an interesting point you bring up as far as, I mean, understanding that that's something uh, uh, from a growth perspective for, uh, uh, for your organization. But currently, uh, I, I, Rich mentioned just before we got talking that uh, he's offered you in terms of uh, some help and as far as with your gas and such. So right now, where is some of your funding coming from? I mean, do you just, are you, do you have current sponsors and donations that are kind of regularly coming in or? We don't have regular recurring. We have one-off individual donations that come through generously just through individuals. Like we raise funds through our Facebook page, which was recently verified. Uh, so we're able to raise funds through individual posts, but we have like a donation section where people have multiple options. Like we have a PL box that's set up where people will send uh, checks. I mean, for the most part, it's, uh, it's been through like the public relations, like people will hear about it and then you'll just, you'll see like a spike in individual donations. But 
Um, yeah, there's a myriad of ways. Like now you can sell through eBay and donate to a, a portion of the charity, or even as simple as if um, you opt in to um, Amazon, any purchase you make, they have this like um, program where you can select, I want to mow your loan ink. So any purchase you make actually, they share a portion of their profit to the organization. Okay. So there's a myriad of ways now. I even have a wish list of equipment that we could use for myself and or volunteers. Sure. So what, what prompted the idea? What, was it primarily through Rich and, and perhaps others like him that, that started to respond to the media coverage that, that led you to, well, maybe the volunteers can also be the landscape companies out there that are, doing, that are regularly doing this type of work to, to really kind of push in a little bit more in that direction? Absolutely, yeah, it definitely sparked the idea of you know, getting more folks like Rich on board that have the the equipment and the means to get around. There's, I mean, there's only so many people that are in like the boat of like um, that have been helping that are early retirees have a pickup truck or just like a larger SUV that are able to transport that equipment. So I figured be able to get more supply through the network of landscapers. Well, and you said you even started out with uh, uh, hauling your Jeep, and now you do have a trailer for your equipment that you yeah yeah a local, um, medical orthodont ortho orthopedic uh, office donated a six by twelve trailer that I'm able to lug around, have like a company logo on it and the phone number, so it's a nice little driving billboard. Sure. Um, yeah, super helpful, just a little bit more efficient. So uh, I, I've, and I've mentioned this to you before is, and we talked about it just before we got started with this uh, podcast today is uh, I've done some stories on, con on landscape contractors that have worked through uh, Project Evergreen, which assists the active duty military families. And you said you have talked to the executive director there. So what are, uh, what is the kind of the criteria for your, the clients you're trying to serve? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Cindy was super helpful with just like providing tips uh, over at Project Evergreen, spoke with a couple of her, her coworkers there. And um, yeah, so effectively, like any, like, I know that they are primarily just focused on active military. So there's a gap to be filled with anyone, any veterans that might have served in the past. You know, we've helped like Korean war vets and Vietnam War vets and anyone that's just disabled as of late. And so I know that um, there's just others that, you know, we uh, just have a verbal agreement in a sense that, um, you know, anyone that comes to them that doesn't fit their criteria, they'll send them our way. And so it's creating a little bit larger of a database. You know, we have a whole bunch of referral partnerships, you know, these local senior services centers in the area. So yeah, and then vice versa. If we're getting any active military members that come through, we'll happily send them along to Project Evergreen. Sure, sure, okay. So years, I mean, like you said, it's uh, it, it may be uh, it's so it's disabled, uh, low income. It could be former uh, military uh, veterans and. Yep. Uh, but so it's, but also just kind of seniors in general then, I mean, it's just like those over 65 that just aren't maybe not able to, I mean, they may not be disabled, but just still don't, but are just physically maybe not quite able to really take care of their lawn in a really good, in the way they want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just to clarify, so again, we started as senior citizens, mainly 65 and older, and that just 
naturally progress into just helping out like as we're on premise learning that these people were military veterans and so um so we've now we're covering senior citizens preferably on you know on fixed income those that just generally just can't truly can't afford it um because we don't want to take away business from people as well as military veterans people with disabilities are now looking to expand into helping cancer patients and single parents okay and now uh, another reason I brought up uh, Project Evergreen is because they kind of cover uh, both both seasons. They they uh, they cover that landscaping side, and then they do have a, a snow snow removal program as well. Um, do you at all anticipate? I mean, your your company is I want to mow your lawn, but uh, uh, is there a chance that you'd you'd in in winter be switching that to I want to plow your driveway or something to that effect? Funny you say that. We actually do have a website. I want to blow your snow.com and that also received some media coverage. So just piggybacking on the recent success. Okay. You can see some news that was covered with it as just like a follow-up story. Okay. Yeah, there was obviously considerably less uh, volunteers that came through for that. You know, it was a strange winter, few um, few big storms here in the northeast. But yeah, we um, I got a do- I had a, a snowblower that was donated. From a local um, credit union here, so okay. it was a big uh, thirty-inch um, Troy-built snowblower. Okay. So I was just renting. I found a um, a a rental trailer from Home Depot. It was like a three by five, and that helped just lug it around. Sure. Sure. Okay. Love to have more people that can remove snow. There's obviously a big need for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's and that's the curiosity is certainly uh, um, in mentioning the states that you do have some uh, some volunteers already out in. I mean, I think you said certainly you're in the New Jersey, New York area, and then out into Illinois. And uh, in in any of those, uh, you certainly would get into the snow snow realm of things, uh, depending on the time of year. So I mean, it's because uh, those the clientele you're talking about certainly would need that sort of coverage during the winter versus grass cutting and, and such mm-hmm. uh, during this time of year. So, so I think that's a, that's a good opportunity. And, and, and that, that also, again, pulls in the, the contractors we're talking about again, where, cause that's what a lot of those landscape contractors do. You know, if they're in an Illinois or a New Jersey, chances are during those winter months, what are they doing? Well, they're, they are doing snow removal. So, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. they, it would be an easy switch for them to say, okay, well, I'm already going out to this person's yard every you know once a week to, to deal with their grass and now in winter i'll just switch and add them on my route of clearing their driveway or whatnot so yeah there is going to be a bucket of users i mean even i experience you know i have one of like one of our earliest volunteers tom like he's like more of like an early retiree and that last thing i want to do is put him in harm's way like he couldn't even do his own driveway but he's active with lung cutting so it's more sure. i mean it's completely open-minded towards who and what and when. You know, I'm, I'm actually looking to get a volunteer accident insurance coverage as well okay. for anyone that signs up with us. And so. And, and speaking of that is, I mean, you said the page has, uh, has been updated to assist in terms of uh, getting some of the landscape professionals to, to volunteer and reach, reach out. In, in the general sense, do you uh, have some sort of volunteer vetting process as far as people that are signing up to, to participate? I mean, like out in Illinois or out in Texas? I mean, what, how, does, how does that review process go? Well, we, yeah, we have, they don't get anyone that comes to sign up. We actually um, have like a, 
a review process on the back end before they get approved into the network. We're kind of buttoned up, created a actual partnership with this company called the Cole Group based in Houston, Texas. They do elite background screening. And so they donated their services to help um, do some just soft background checks, completely free of charge on our side and on their side. And mm-hmm. so they just sign up, fill in their information and everything checks out like to have just a quick phone call just to learn more about the story and what their availabilities are um, and then going from there. So Rich, from your end, being, being the representative of on the uh, professional side here, uh, what's, what's your anticipation of, of uh, how the green industry and the, and the contractors within it uh, can continue to be actively involved with this, uh, with this project? Well, I think, you know, as Brian has said, he has a website set up that all they have to do is go to it and see what fits into their schedule, uh, see what area they're in. And Brian has is, is put together this wonderful software package where it can, you know, kind of match them to people that are in their area. And I think, you know, once it's really as the word gets out there and they start some, and we get more people signing up as volunteers, even in nominal ways, it could just be, well, you know, once every two weeks I want to do something for an hour, it doesn't matter. You know, having the ability to put all of that together, I think is gonna be just tremendous. Um, so, you know, I think the green industry is gonna respond wonderfully if they knew about it. I mean, I think, you know, we talked about that before we started it, you know, people in our industry really care about uh, life because of what they're doing with nature and they care about people. And when whenever I've seen uh, the opportunity within our industry to do something uh, to benefit other people, they usually step up and do it. Um, so I, I think, you know, just a matter of making that connection to get out in front of them. And hopefully, Ryan, you're going to make that happen now and, and get the word out there about how great this organization is. It's, you know, Ryan's been doing it for free for, you know, a year, uh, over a year, what am I saying? And, you know, it's just this it's not just that it's secretarial stuff. And, uh, you know, by the way, um, my secretary who was helping, um, Brian, her name is Diane. She's been out for seven weeks with COVID. So she finally just got back and, you know, she's going to help Brian with some of the phone calls again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You were super helpful on the back end. I mean, it's the client relations in itself is a job. So, um, yeah, I appreciate your help, Rich, with just some of that back end work. So um, definitely looking to get more, even if people just can't do the landscaping, you know, I have, I spoke with a recent uh, librarian that's going to help out with just some like organization of like voicemails and inbound inquiries. So getting a lot of it, just a matter of um, finding the time. So what's, the, what's, what, what's the future of uh, I want to mow your lawn and, and what did you say the other one was? I want to blow your, blow your snow. Blow your snow.com. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think the way that we um, kind of updated this new site, you know, creates a little bit more transparency for the clients and gives them some assurance by being able to kind of, you know, their their identities are not disclosed publicly, so we keep it secure and confidential. And um, so that's the feeling we want to give. I mean, establishing trust with these clients is paramount. And so that's like, you know, the, the core focus, but also in this in parallel, you know, giving increased visibility in a platform for individuals and landscaping companies to kind of get the word out and just feel good doing good. Um, and so, yeah, as I mentioned, you know, expanding to those other 
other people that may need help with their yard. Um, just however we can help. Do you foresee uh, in terms of from a donation perspective, I mean, you talked about how you just get some donations here and there through the site and, and through the GoFundMe process and, and through your Facebook page. Now that you are making a more direct uh, effort to kind of reach out to the landscaping professional community, do you, uh, do you think there's an opportunity and, and Rich, maybe you wanna jump in here for this question to reach out to some of the the manufacturers within the within the industry. I mean, like a, a Toro or an Echo or or any any of those that might be viable that they might uh, be willing to offer some kind of donation or or just kind of sponsor sponsor your program in some some sort of ways, similar to uh, what uh, like a Project Evergreen has some backing like that. Yeah. So actually, I um, just spoke with uh, Stanley Black and Decker. Um, just a couple weeks ago, they invited me to this platform called Benevity, which is a software as a service program to post the volunteer opportunities and receive donations to their platform. And they actually committed to a small little um, upfront fund. So that's helpful. And I'm actually in touch with the folks at Toro. Like they're talking about sending me their new 60V um, uh, equipment to try out, nice. potentially doing some kind of like YouTube reviews for them. But um, outside of that, yeah, open to hearing from other equipment companies. And however, I mean, I would love to do some form of like giveaway. I mean, I have plenty of people that want to help too, that don't actually have equipment. You know, they have a hatchback and they can, you know, put in like a fold-in um, mower. So that would be helpful. I have a lady in Belleville, New Jersey that wants to help, but doesn't have a mower. From the videos I've seen of seen of yourself, it is. I mean, you do the mowing. You, I've seen you do some edging, and and you, uh, on at least the one video, you're you're pulling out weeds that are. I mean, they're a good two feet tall that you were ripping out, as I recall from watching it the, earlier this morning. <laughs> and so, is that is that kind of a mix as far as what some of the volunteers are doing? I mean, some of them might just be mowing the lawn, but versus, like I said, you're you're you've been seen doing the mowing and then you'll go through and edge the sidewalk and, and do some, do some of the trimming too. I mean, is it kind of a mix of how it's handled? It's a mix. I mean, you'll see when uh, individuals can sign up to volunteer, there's options to select specifically lawn mowing and other services. But for the most part, most people, most of our volunteers like have the, the equipment to help out across those various services. Sure. Some only can do gardening. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's um, customizable. And just to talk about what you were saying before, Ryan, mm -hmm. I mean, to me, when, when I first got involved with Brian and we were uh, brainstorming, the, the, the greatest thing that could happen would be if some manufacturer like Toro, you know, like John Deere, see something like this in your magazine, hears about something like this, and is willing to sponsor the organization. I mean, I don't know, I haven't spoke to Brian about this, but if, if it would say something like, I want lawn.com sponsored by, and, 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 that per, and that company put up money on a monthly basis that we knew we had, then we could hire a secretary full-time, you know, because right. people want to talk to people. And, you know, it's one thing to volunteer time to cut a lawn, but Brian's doing all the leg, uh, all the, you know, finan financial work. He's doing all the phone calls. He's doing all the paperwork. 
you know, when we say put people together, I mean, that's a huge amount of work to make those connections. So I've been wanting to, you know, the best thing to do in my mind is to get, get some kind of executive uh, secretary hired who could handle all of that. I have volunteered one of my secretaries just to help them with the phone calls. Um, and I listen to them. They take forever. Because you sure. get you get an elderly person on the phone and, and you and oh you, you can't get them off the phone. <laughs> right. You hear the whole life story. You hear everything. <laughs> um, so I mean, but there's you know to then make that to help that elderly person get connected with a volunteer, it, you mm -hmm. still need somebody to sometimes you know make those connections not just through a computer program but through actually picking up the phone and saying. Hey, Joe, or hey, Tom's Landscaping, would you be willing to do this lady's lawn in Colstead? Um, she needs to be cut every other week. So, you know, that's my dream is that somebody, some large company steps up and sponsors uh, Brian so that we could actually hire somebody on a full-time basis that can help Brian run this company. Absolutely, for sure. And yeah, I mean, even if it's, even if it's financially not, um, just to add to that point, like even if it's not in financial means, some of these companies have tons of employees. If we ever want to do some form of like co-branded volunteer events, that could also be useful as well. Absolutely, for sure. Well, and and it's you you bring up an interesting point from just from a marketing perspective. I mean, like you said, just the visibility for the landscape professionals that may get involved in this uh, program, and then but also uh, from your side of things is I. I just, it just got me thinking is um, you mentioned about how you started out using an app as far as uh, trying to reach out to the clients and stuff. So is it with, with having the website, I mean, how, how are some of the clients actually finding you? I mean, how, how do you reach out to, to the people you're trying to get to, to even uh, utilize the service? Yeah. So, you know, coming from an advertising background, I've been able to kind of just utilize some of my experience to do some form of Facebook advertising. So there's a blend of, you know, most the traffic that we're getting to our site is a blend of some Facebook, some organic, just through like public relations and word of mouth, as well as, you know, as I mentioned before, the Google for nonprofit uh, ad grant that I received is getting all kinds of, you know, I have all kinds of campaigns that are setting up driving traffic to the site across all quadrants of the United States. Okay. Um, and so um, outside of that, yeah, like, one thing I did notice over time is that a lot of the offspring of elderlies would be reaching out on behalf of their, okay. on behalf of their parents. So we'll get it. We'll, so there's not just the actual clients that may be reaching out, but you'll, you'll hear, we'll hear from like, you know, children of, you know, their parents that just need help or whatever siblings. So. Sure. Sure. And that, but that balances out because do they, I mean, do you ultimately still have to get a hold of the client directly or, or can you work through kind of the, the relative to still get a volunteer out to that site? Great question. Uh, yeah, because sometimes like there's been small instances where like a neighbor would reach out on behalf of another neighbor and sure. we'd, like to, we'd like to generally think that it's probably just someone just disgruntled in a way, but so we always want to just make sure that we can have direct contact with the client and make sure that it's okay to go on their premises and they're right. okay with it. Um, at least, I mean, if, or, and if they, we can't get a hold of them, at least get a chance to speak with the person that reached out on their behalf, just to get a real feel of, of their relation. Sure. Okay. 
Fair enough. So, uh, and just to, to, uh, to review then, so where uh, for landscape contractors and uh, even people looking to, to utilize the service, it's IWantToMowYourLawn.com is where they want to go to, uh, to look into more information. Absolutely. Go to IWantToMowYourLawn.com. I also have the .org version. So eventually we'll migrate to that just to make it more official, but we have the 501c3 status and yeah, you can learn everything on the site. Okay, excellent. And, and they're able to sign up through the site and everything and, and, uh, and reach out uh, for more information. Okay. Well, is there anything else uh, either of you would like to say about this program? I think it's uh, definitely a, a great program. And uh, I, I think the landscape community, landscaping community definitely will get behind it and, and want to help you out and, and be involved uh, even more so than they already are. And I really foresee this for you, uh, growing exponentially throughout 2021 and, and into the future here. So that's the hopes. Really appreciate it. Appreciate your time. And thank you, Rich, just for all the, you know, uh, two cents and hope to get more of you. That's all the time we have today. Thanks again to Brian for joining us today on the Grassroots Podcast. And be sure and visit IWantToMowYourLawn.com if you're interested in volunteering. And make sure and tune in bi-weekly for another Fresh Cut episode of the Grassroots Podcast on greenindustrypros.com.